Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, dew sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and let's take good times in. Hey everybody, welcome to Grilling at the Green here on AM 860, The Answer in the Golf News Network. This is the show where we get to talk about golf and the interesting, fascinating people who share the same passion of the game as you and I do. We'd also like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef who make this possible. Beef the way nature intended and also Gunter Wilhelm Knives, unmatched quality, comfort, and efficiency for enhanced uh productivity in the kitchen and i've been spending a lot of time in the kitchen we've had him on the show several times before it's always fun and entertaining to talk to our friend gary van sickle buddy how are you you doing okay you know i'm kind of like carpenter bees you keep trying to get rid of me but i keep coming back (laughs) well at least you're not like those what's the ones they just discovered um Oh yeah, the murder hornets. Murder hornets, yeah. At least you're not one of those. So. Uh, and uh, wait till the killer dachshunds arrive. We're really going to be in trouble then. Going to have to have ankle replacements. The um. Yes. The uh, orthopedic surgeons are going to be swamped. I'm telling you. Ankle ankle guards. Ankle. We're going to need to get. We're going to need a bigger bun. <laughs> so. Um, PGA Tour, let's kind of start with that. And today, uh, they've gone back. They've played a couple tournaments now. We've had a couple uh, who we've had Watney and somebody else just the last couple of days uh, tested positive for COVID and all that. But overall, you know, except for the crowds and yelling Baba Booey and mashed potato and all that stuff, tournaments seem to come off without a hitch as far as I can see. Yeah, from from a TV viewer standpoint, it was kind of flat. But there was a, there were so many guy players had a chance to win at Hilton Head that that made it interesting. I, I thought Colonial was a little flat, but yeah, at that point we were all so golf starved. Who cares? Uh, honestly, that exhibition with Tiger in the golf and Phil and Brady and Manning in the golf carts with the golf the cart cam that was still actually a better show than the real tournaments, but. That's a different that's a different topic, but it's it's great to have golf back in any form. Uh, it's you know yeah Cameron Champ tested positive then uh, you know this morning I guess Brooks Kepka's caddy tested positive. Oh, I hadn't seen so that Kepka yet. Drew and the, the guy who really got hosed is Brooks Kepka's brother Chase made it through Monday qualifying, got into the field in Hartford, and now either he or his caddies tested positive, oh. so he had to withdraw. So you know. You know what a long shot it is to Monday qualify. Oh, yeah. And then to do that and have to give it up. So hopefully there's some other tournament sponsor down the road when he's out of quarantine will say, 
here, uh, we'd like you to have one of our sponsor exemptions. But look, we everybody knew positive testing, positive tests were we knew it was inevitable. Yeah. And the question is, how many is too many, and how big is the risk? You know, I I've said that you know maybe this was a foolish idea, but I thought baseball, you go back to playing the games. And everybody who buys a ticket, it's the same risk like you accept, like getting hit by a foul ball. Sure. And you know COVID's a risk of going to the games. And if you think you're at risk or you're not willing to accept that risk, everyone else is trying to do the best they can to make sure, it's, it, you know, there is no risk, but there's a risk. And if you don't want to accept it, then you should not go to the ballpark. And that's kind of what golf has done. But we're they're getting a couple positive tests here, and now there's going to be second-guessing. So we're going to see what happens next, but you know, I, I, I liken this to to a risk reward pool. You know, there might be a par five where you go for the green and two, you can make eagle. But this is COVID. If you go for the green and if you don't make it, if you hit it in the hazard, you know, you might die. Right. So it really makes you reconsider the thing with COVID that way. You know, when when that's your when that's the risk reward you face, I'm going. Yeah, I think I'll lay up. So, uh, yeah. I, Commissioner Jay Monahan expressed some of those things. They they've toughened up the testing. They're going to be testing more people and more and testing in more times. But this is the new world. This is the new COVID world we're going to have to live in if we're going to have professional sports. And you know, if you think this is complicated, uh, what is what are these contact sports like basketball and football? What are they going to do? Right. So, I don't know. It's uh, it kind of kind of gives me uh, kind of makes me pessimistic about any football season because you guys hit each other in every play. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, I don't either. I know that you know we saw yesterday too, um, the, and of course this show airs on Saturday, so the days will be off, folks. So you know, don't worry about that. But they pushed the Ryder Cup out to twenty twenty one yesterday. Um, at least from what I saw. And is that verified? Well, it's not official, but you didn't, when that came, when that report came out, you didn't hear anybody from the PGA of America rushing to deny it. So, you know, it, it's probably true. They just don't want to admit it yet because they want to make, have their own special announcement with a lot of grandiosity. Sure. Um, so, I mean, yeah, without the fans, it's not an event. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it's, it would still be good, but let's face it: if you had, if you had McElroy and Patrick Reed from 2016 in Minneapolis doing those, you know, putting the hand to the ear and doing the pointing, if they're doing that and there's no fans there, it's kind of like watching two minds on a street corner. It's just <laughs> kind of foolish. Uh, so you, so there's that, and secondly, you know, there's the safety precautions for the fans. I mean, even now we're end of June, we still don't know. How how good or how bad a shape we in as far as COVID goes? So maybe it's not a good idea to have fifty thousand people out there every day, or even twenty five thousand. Right. Well, so I think from a safety standpoint, it's probably a good call. Also, they were able to do it. I think the only people who were upset would be the the European PGA. But you know, players, European players, to play in that, they would if they weren't already over here, they would have had to come over here in quarantine for fourteen days. And I don't know. If, that quarantine would allow them to practice or what that would mean, but they didn't want to do that. And that's understandable. Plus PGA, the, the European Ryder cup, uh, the, the European PGA, rather the Ryder cups, their big payday. And that's, 
that's the money that tour lives off of, and they only get it once every four years. And when they hit, when they have it in Europe, so for them, this means they got to push their payday back a year. So they really wanted to play this if they could, but I think they they figured out this wouldn't be a good idea. So I think they made the right move. I was looking forward to going to Wisconsin, but. I don't think uh, it certainly doesn't sound like that's going to happen. I think, I think they made the right call. You know, you were talking earlier about somebody who got hosed. I was thinking the other day, you know, Sergio gave Watney a ride in his airplane. And so they were cooped up in that it's private jet. And, you know, so it's not a big cabin or anything like that. And I thought, huh. Um, Sergio came out was actually for Sergio. I thought he was pretty good about it. He said, you know, Nick's a good guy and he's my friend and blah, blah, blah and like that. But I thought now if there's somebody there that could really explode. No pun intended. As far as COVID-19, it would be Sergio, but I thought he handled it pretty well. Well, that's, uh, you know, it's, it's funny how the, let's face it. You can, they still don't know. You can it, you can get this anywhere. You can, yeah. They said you can't. He said you can get it from touching a service, and they said, oh, you can't. It's not realistic. Then the day after, they said you probably could. They said, oh no, we were wrong. But you probably can't. Maybe you can. We've gone back and forth. We don't have a handle on it. We don't have a cure. You know, we we still don't have a cure for the Spanish flu of 1918. So uh, I had a I heard a doctor tell somebody recently that somebody asked him when the COVID pandemic would end and he said uh basically once everybody in the u.s gets it yeah so, well have a nice day then great yeah you know so we may never you know we just may have to change the way we live and that's that's what we're stuck with and except the you know we may all be living uh, playing the risk reward hole every day the rest of our lives we may be we're going to take a break here on grilling at the green we're going to be back with gary van sickle um and Talk about some other good stuff related to golf right after this. Stay with us. Everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green here on AM860, The Answer and Golf News Network. Uh, I'm JT. We're talking with Gary Van Sickle, our buddy today. Before we jump in with Gary again, don't forget our friends down at Langdon Farms. Langdon Farms has never been closed down since all the COVID stuff started. You can still play golf, and which is going to lead us into our next discussion. Uh, and the restaurant is open. Um, I went there a couple weeks ago. I think I shared that with you. I was able to sit down. I was only one of three people in there. Um, but I actually had my sandwich and stuff in there. So things are coming around like that. If you'd like to uh, email us, it's pretty simple. Info 
at grillingatthegreen.net. That's info at grillingatthegreen.net. So we're talking with our buddy Gary Van Sickle today. Uh, you were talking about the golf courses and stuff in Pennsylvania. Our golf courses in Oregon stayed open. The golf courses in our neighboring state of Washington were closed down. So all the guys from and gals from Vancouver, which is right across the river, were coming down and playing the courses. So the courses have always been busy. Now they've done the social distancing thing. If you're going to, you know, ride in a cart, one person per cart, and they're hosed down and sanitized, and you know, after each round, uh, you know, if you're going to walk, you got to try to stay the six feet apart and all that stuff. Um, so they've been pretty busy. Now they've taken a hit on the restaurant business and the pro shop business, but uh, overall they've, I would be surprised when you get to the end of the year and they're always tallying this stuff up about how many rounds they've had Gare. that I think they might even be ahead actually. I don't know, but you guys have been closed back there or you were. Well, we, yeah, we were closed for, I, I lost track of how many weeks, but it was too many. It was, uh, Pennsylvania was closed for so many weeks that I actually ordered a pop-up net and I put together my own indoor simulator in my garage because I had a OptiShot uh, simulator, which it's just software, but you can hook it up to your laptop. You got the, it, the, the simulator is basically a square of artificial turf that has sensors. Mm-hmm. Hook it up to your laptop. You go out, you hit into a net, it, you know, and you got 15 courses you can play. You got a range you can hit on, and you go out to your garage and hit balls, and it tells you where you know you can kind of play fake golf. Uh, you know, it's in for the money. It was I think the I think the hard the software is like 379. They also have something they call golf in a box, where they send you everything you need: the, the software, uh, their own net, a, a mat, a mat to stand on. To your level with the, the hitting mat, and that's like eight hundred dollars. Yeah, uh, but it's not like the twenty or forty thousand dollars simulator experience you may have had somewhere. This is a lot less, and you get some squirrely shots. And uh, sometimes it's due to the lighting. I figured out after a while, I can't, I'm not. I am not hitting a thirty yard slice every time I hit the ball. I mean, some people might think so <laughs> based on how my swing looks, but I'm not that bad. So I finally figured out I needed additional lighting so the sensors could pick the club head up better. Sure. But I had, anyways, my point is we were shut down so long that I got desperate enough and I did that in my garage. And uh, that was a compromise. I wanted to set up in the foyer by the front door, but my wife said no. I, I thought she was pretty selfish, but I went with the garage. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we're outdoors now and uh, everyone's got cabin fever and it seems like Seems like the courses are pretty crowded because nobody's got anything to do. A lot of guys are working at home or they're not working at all still. And that was a long time to be shut in, especially during some nice weather. So uh, it's good for the golf courses. It's bad for me because now there's people in my way. And, you know, my only goal in life is to play golf unimpeded. And I don't want to be impeded. And I'm being impeded a little bit, but that's okay. I'll take one for the team. I think the big thing, yeah, it seems like, you know, you're right. It seems like they're doing, the courses are doing well. The problem is if you can only, if you're, if you're, you know, it's still weird seeing four carts parked by green. There's four guys playing and they got four carts. Right. Courses don't have enough carts to have a full course with uh, everybody taking their own cart. So, 
even though it seems like there's more people playing, they aren't able to get as many people out in carts because they don't have enough carts. So on the surface, it seems like they're doing well, but when they had the numbers up, maybe they're only running at 55% because they only have 55% of the carts they need to, to let somebody go out one time, one person in a cart. I don't know, but um, yeah, I was concerned how many golf courses we might lose during this thing. And, I'm still a little unclear how many have closed. I know one or two have around here, but that was my big concern. I thought a lot of courses, mom and pop courses, wouldn't make it through the pandemic, and I hope that's not the case. But uh, yeah, I, I know there's, I know some, are, I know some have gone down, and some probably will. But maybe we can, maybe this late summer rally, for, maybe the cabin fever will save some of these people at the last minute. Might now in your courses there where you play at your club, have they put the little um, foam noodle inserts in the cups so you don't have to reach all the way down in the cup to get your ball? They've done that here. Uh, well, I play a lot of my rounds at a really low rent, cheap cow pasture. Uh, I go there because not a lot of people want to play there, and they have not done that there. But at one of the uh, one of the private clubs where I used to belong, and I still occasionally go. They put in something similar. They put a they put a device that's attached to a rod that's got a hook. Yeah. When you make the putt, you know, leave the flag and make the putt. You can just there's a hook. You put your putter under the hook, pull it up, and it's like a little lift pad. It lifts the bottom of the cup up, and your ball comes out. So you don't have to. So that's the same thing. But yeah, I I have played the noodle thing, and um, I mean, you know, I've already heard a couple of stories about people who lost hole in ones because of that. I, I'm not that sympathetic because it didn't happen to me yet, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, this whole thing, you're going to, re- are you really, and on the PGA tour, are you really going to catch COVID-19 from touching a flag, pulling a flag stick out or raking a bunker? Oh, I, I guess, but I caught you know, hell one day. Sunlight, for that. But, yeah, the sunlight kills the germs pretty quick. So I don't know. I mean, we have to overreact uh, to this thing because, because of the uh, dire, dire res- potential results. Sure. But no, but some I, of those things like that seem like overkill to me, and I pardon, I pardon the pun. Well, that's I understand, but you know, it's uh, we got to take a break here in a second, and I'll we'll pick it up on the flip side. But I caught hell the first time I played because I went to take the flag out, and there was a marshal there. He was just no. coming by, and I didn't think anything of it, man. I didn't think anything of it. And I went over, and I grabbed that flag, and that golf cart he was in just screeched to a stop. Don't touch the flag. You know, we've got the noodles in there. Don't touch them, blah, 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 blah. And I thought, oh, my God. You know, the world's going to come to an end. Anyway. At least you weren't shot trying to escape. I wasn't shot trying to escape, yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break here on Grilling at the Green. We're going to be back with Gary Van Sickle and myself, uh, JT, uh, right after this. Hey, it's JT, and this part of Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Ben Hogan Golf. Check them out online at benhogangolf.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT, and uh, we are here in Portland based on AM860, The Answer, and along with that with uh, Golf News Net. This portion is brought to you by Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended, and Ben Hogan Golf Tour Quality Clubs at Factory Direct Prices, BenHoganGolf.com. We're going to have some news for you here in about a week about the Winco tournament coming up because they are still planning on having it, but they've, I've also got from inside sources that there are 
discussions underway because of the, what do I want to say, the volatility of COVID. So I'll keep you informed of that. Also, don't forget, you can email us, info at grillingatthegreen.net. So we're talking with uh, Gary Van Sickle today. And um, do you think, put on your prognosticator hat for a second, Gary, do you think this is going to change the way we we operate tournaments and daily golf activities. Um, you know, even if we get a vaccine for COVID next year, which who knows if that'll work or not, but let's say we do, is this going to change the, the optics and the model going forward? Do you think? I think I, well, first who knows how long it's going to be before we get some kind of inoculation with, and maybe never, Right. But given that, I think at some point people are going to, you know, like we are now, we've kind of lost patience. Uh, we got cabin fever and we kind of feel like the pandemic's over. And it's not over, but people feel like it is. And that's why we're seeing it kind of circle up around the edges here. Yeah. Uh, I think some things like single rider carts we're going to be stuck with. And, I, and it's a great time for, you know, I know Sun Mountain. Uh, bike, bike, or whatever, the Sun Mountain Sports has a thing called the Fin. It looks like a little motorcycle, a mo motor scooter, and you put your golf bag on it, and it actually be becomes like a fuselage. And you you sit astride your golf bag, and you drive this thing, and it's a blast. I've driven it for a hole on some demo holes. I've never ridden it for eighteen holes, but you know it's the it's the most fun thing, and it's a one rider cart. It does. It weighs less. It does less damage to the turf. Four of those do do less damage to the turf than two carts would. Regular carts. Sure. So I think we're going to see single rider carts change the way golf carts are made. Uh, I could see that being a long term change, and I, you know, I think you're going to see uh, more making reservations or you know, walk just walking up and plunking your money down and going out with people. I, I don't think. I don't think you're going to be doing business that way. I think this pain advance, show up and play, don't go in the clubhouse. I think we may be stuck with that for a while. And it's it's really going to hurt golf courses that have food service. You know, food right. service may be obsolete at a golf course. Right. And at a country club. You know, so, and then, and maybe that's short term. Maybe maybe it'll take a year for that to wear, back, wear out. But, you know, a lot of, like, especially private country clubs, they've got one person who's hired whose sole job is to chase weddings and banquets because they need that that wedding and banquet activity you know to to for the club to break even right so those are going to change I, I think you know i think golfers will kind of revert back to old form and you know i i don't have a problem getting in the cart and riding with somebody right now it just seems like there's so few cases of COVID, uh, the odds of me meeting one of the few people out of 13 million in Pennsylvania who might have had it are so slim. That doesn't bother me, but I'm sure some people would. But so I think some things will come back and some things won't. But, you know, the golf cart, I think that, that could, I don't think everyone's, I don't think everyone's as reckless as me. I think a lot of people are going to go, I don't want to ride with anybody. I don't want to play with other people. I don't want to touch anything. You know, I, my, my health club reopened, and even though they're cleaning the heck out of it, I've decided from now on when I go there and work out and lift weights, no matter what, I'm 
I wore a pair of golf gloves, a pair of rain gloves to go lift weights and, you know, and even touch the banister to go downstairs to the locker room. I, I'm, I'm wearing gloves now when I go there. Right. You have a lot of hot, sweaty people there working out. And even though they are working their brains out to clean it, and I'm sure it's clean, I'm now wearing gloves. So I think we're going to see a lot of those things change, but it's hard to, it's hard to sit here and pick exactly, exactly what I, the pulling the, I think we're all, I think, you know, I was one of the first guys that said uh, when they came up with the rule about the flag stick, I did a story on that. I went out and tested it. I putted with the flag stick in and it's like, well, people are worried about the flag stick, keeping their putt out of the hole. You know how often you hit the flag stick when you're putting, you know, how often you hit the hole with a putt during a round? Not very often. Right. You know, and if you're in, in the real test to prove that was effective was to drop a ball at two and a half feet and hit putts and keep hitting them harder until you finally get one to stay out. From two and a half feet, you have to hit a rocket before it finally climbs out. So a lot of traditionalists were like, you know, and, and you may have been one of those. You're so used to pulling the flag stick out the putt. Right away, I didn't care anymore because I'm happy to putt with the flag in. And on TV, I like it because I can see where the pit, the cup is better. But for playing purposes, I, I'm I'm more than happy to leave it in. I prefer it. And now this is forced. This is forced leaving the flag stick in on everybody, traditionalist or not. So I think I think that's here to stay, which is a, a dramatic turnaround from two years ago when guy, people were predicting, oh, it's going to look terrible on TV. These guys are putting with the flag stick. It looks terrible. Like. Really? What's the difference? Now, as soon as somebody loses the Masters because they left the flag stick in, <laughs> yeah. you know, it'll be a story. But, you know, when I wrote the story, Jeff, the uh, Arnold Palmer almost lost the 1960 Masters, I believe it was. He, uh, on, on 16, he had like a 40-foot uphill putt, the par three. And you could leave this in 60. Leaving the flag stick in was still optional back then. They hadn't changed the rule yet. He left the flag stick in, and I forget you can you can go to YouTube and find this video, find the highlight uh, or the actual footage. Uh, and the announcer even said, "Well, it's a little odd that you leave it in on an uphill putt. Usually, you leave it in on a downhill putt." The Palmer's behind uh, one or two behind Venturi. I think he's one behind. He hits this putt up into the cup. I mean, it's dead in. It, he's, he's drilled it. It hits the flag stick and kicks out two feet. And the crowd's like, oh, no. And it looked like that was going to cost Arnold Palmer the Masters. Yeah. Then he goes to, then he goes to 17 and has, like, it's a good shot to get, like, an uphill 10-footer for birdie, pulls the flag out on this one, and makes it to tie Venturi. Then he hits it on 18, hits it about five feet, and makes that one. So he finishes birdie, birdie to beat Venturi, making the birdie at the flag stick kicked out at 16 move. But it could have cost Palmer the Masters. So uh, there's something in our future we should make a note of. Somebody could lose a tournament by leaving the flag stick in, and uh, it's just one more variable in golf. It's the you know you hit a you, balls in a divot, you get a bad bounce, you get a pebble in the bunker. You oh sure, have to watch out for the flag stick. And like you said, the amount of times that I've actually hit the flag stick, I you know I may have hit the flag stick more. 
by an errant wedge shot than I have with my putter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, and, and you said the part about, uh, you know, what what long-term effects this is going to have. I, I have to believe, you know, and I'm Mr. Pessimism. I hate to be it, but, you know, people say, oh, you're too negative. Well, I'm not negative. I'm, I'm right. But, you know, the, the decline in numbers of golf participation are disturbing and the you know, we're losing a golf course on the average of one every other day. Uh, I did a story recently on a, on a new app. It's called Golf Played, like you played around a golf. Golf Played. And it's for nuts like me who keep track of the courses they play. I had a list at home. It started out in a notebook. It progressed onto a spreadsheet. Of, I had a list by state of all the courses I played, just for fun. I wasn't sure. trying to compete with anybody. I just kept track because I, I enjoyed it and, like, well, maybe I'll play all 50 courses. I'm not going to try to do it, but I travel along for Sports Illustrated and for Morning Read to go to tournaments. I've been doing this for years. Anyways, this app, you go in and it's got all the golf courses in the world and you punch them in and you get done. And then it does have a leaderboard. Everybody who's a member of this app, and there's a little over 30,000 now, uh, you're on the leaderboard. Well, I want up when I first entered, I was number two. Now I've been bumped to number three. But you can search for how many courses you've played by country. And the cool, the cool thing on the app is there's a map and it shows there's a red, it's like a map and it's got a red pin on the map where it's stuck in there for every course you've played. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back with Gary Van Sickle. Bruce Berman is coming up too in the next segment. Stay with us here on Grilling at the Green. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. Uh, As I promised during this show, just at the last segment, we've got Bruce Furman coming up with his tip of the week. So take it away, Bruce. Hi, this is Bruce Furman. I'm the director of instruction out at Langdon Farms, and I'm going to give you a tip today on how to practice. When I practice my own game, I keep notes every time I practice. I put them in my smartphone, and, and I have a constant list. And, and a lot of things I do the same, but every once in a while I'll be practicing, I'll feel this or that. I always write that down, so I have my notes to look at. And and I, of course, understand my swing. And a lot of players, average players, have really no clue about their own swing. They, they listen to cliches from their playing partners, like keep your head down, swing easy, left arm straight, those kind of cliches. But they don't really understand their own golf swing. So you should take a lesson from a, from a good teaching professional and really understand your swing. And then that teacher should give you certain drills and ways to practice. And the drills are designed for your swing and your problems. So then when you practice, whatever little time you have, you're practicing that that's making some difference in your game. And you're not just guessing and listening to your buddies or, or there's a lot of information on the internet, but most of it's not good for your game. So you got to be careful when you listen to those things. So, so understand your swing, learn how to practice, do the right drills, and you'll get better even with limited amount of time to practice. So I hope that helps. Thank you, Bruce. We appreciate that. You can find out more about Bruce Furman and his uh, teaching 
at langdonfarms.com. You just go there, click on the instruction button. You'll see a picture of Bruce and his times and rates and book a lesson with him or go to one of his mini clinics during the week. It's great fun. It is. Um, we're back talking with Gary Van Sickle here. I thought we had a pretty good head of steam coming into 2020 sans COVID because of everything that happened and Tiger came back and not putting all the weight on his shoulders, but it helps all the, you know, he's a, he's a big draw and all that stuff. Um, if we could erase 2020, as far as the COVID stuff, do you think we could get that momentum back? Well, it only takes, it's like a golfer. It only takes one good shot to get back in the groove. But look, I, I wrote a story that I got some, some feedback on that people thought I was going overboard, but I said, once Tiger won in Japan and after the way he played in the president's cup, I really thought, you know, you win the Masters. It's like, all right, he's got 15 majors. Here's how he can get to 19. Right. He 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 would have been he would have been the favorite going into Augusta if he stayed healthy. And I think he, I don't think he was healthy when he did play, but he still had a couple months. Sure. He would have been the favorite going into Augusta. Uh, the PGA was at Harding Park in May. He won. He won at Harding Park in the. American Express Championship in 2003 or something like that. So he won there. That course is right up his alley. Uh, the Open Championship is coming up in St. Andrews. Uh, forget which year. Torrey Pines is hosting the U.S. Open next year. I mean, uh, Royal Birkdale, I mean, so Royal St. George's, uh, Tom, uh, Ben Curtis won that one. But, and Bjorn should have won it. He bluffed a bunker shot, but Tiger was right there to win that. He couldn't make any putts. You know, he, he had a bunch he, – he has a number of courses coming up in these next three years where he's won majors before, and plus the Masters again. I mean, honestly, Tiger, what if he comes back and wins in November and wins in April? Yeah. He could knock off two right there. I mean, I, it's, it's – that's not likely, but it's certainly not impossible. So when you say could this momentum come back, we could have Tiger – you know, forget Tiger breaking Sneed's record. Tiger could still be in the hunt for Jack's record. That's why in, the, in my story, I, instead of saying he could get to 18, well, you know, Tiger Woods didn't grow up going, I want to win 18 majors and tie Jack. <laughs> he wanted to grow up and he wanted to win 19. Right. You know, the media, we all say he wants to get to 18. He wants to get to 19. So to me, there's a lot of, you know, and it's a stretch. You guys, you just don't show up in a course and win because you won there before. But the point is, he knows how to win on some of these courses. He's done it before. And I really thought, from that standpoint, Tiger could, Tiger could turn it around and do something like that if his body would hold together, which that probably is the most unlikely scenario. I mean, he's already forty-three, is that right? And he's, I think he's you know, forty-four. He's back and go off. He's back and go off for a couple of weeks at a time, and maybe not come. I mean, we just don't know. He's to me, he's playing on borrowed time. If I was him, I'd think about retiring while my back was in one piece. Um, we got to get out of here, but Gary's going to stick around for the after hours which is always fun because we can swear on that part of the show. Um, but you can read Gary's work on, on um, morning read. It's a free subscription and they're doing, now you said they're doing some like uh, little zoom video feeds on that, but they're not out yet type thing. Yeah. They're trying to get some video clips. Uh, and on Wednesdays we've got a, we've got some side things like where to, where to play next or is it where to golf next? dot com and the equipment insider.com it appears every friday occasionally uh, i have something on the equipment thing not lately but yeah morningread.com you can just go to the website and get this website there you don't have to sign up you can just go there when you feel like it scroll down and see the last couple of weeks where the stories are you can go there and 
and Google my name and see all the stories I wrote in a row there. It's like, that would be kind of scary, but you can do it. <laughs> yes, you can. All right. We'll be back next week with another edition of uh, Grilling at the Green. And everybody have a good week. Take care. Grilling at the Green is produced by JTSD Productions, LLC, in association with Salem Media Group, all rights reserved.